Hi everyone, this is Dr. Jessica here with another episode of The Spinning Chronicles, Life with a Vestibular Disorder. So this week, I think is episode 7. I'm starting to lose count at the moment. Um, Those who are new, welcome to this podcast where I talk about my journey with a vestibular disorder. Those who have been tuning in before, welcome back. Um, So let's recap where I started I left out last week so last week was that I went to the hospital for a second time and I had to make an appointment with an ENT since the doctor since the doctor from from the hospital diagnosed me with vertigo so I remember going to work and when I made an appointment um they told me that it was a two-week wait so I was like, no, I can't wait two weeks like this. This is worse. I've been, I was already taking meclizine or antivert. Those who know what meclizine and antivert is, is an anti-vertigo or a dizziness medication. So I remember um, calling on a Tuesday morning when I was on my way to work. I called back again on a Wednesday to see if somebody has canceled right? Because I tell this to my patients all the time. If you make an appointment with a specialist, make sure you give them a day or two to see if you don't want to wait and to see if somebody canceled because stuff happens, you know, people cancel all the time. So my crazy, um, desperate self, because nobody wants to live being dizzy 24 seven, I call back again on Wednesday and they said, um, well, you're in luck. Somebody canceled for Thursday at three and Thursday at three works perfectly for me because I, the office closes at, we close the office on Thursdays at two. So by the time I got to my ENT's doctor's office, um, it was already two thirty, two forty. So it was not that bad. So I said, I'll take that appointment. So I took that appointment, um, that was Wednesday. I continued working, obviously taking my meclizine in the morning and at night. Then it stopped because I was afraid that if I would stop taking it, my body would go into dizzy spells. Um, but taking the meclizine, I was so drowsy 24-7. You know, it makes you groggy and drowsy. It makes you more sleepy. And what they don't tell you is that when you take this type of meclizine or what they call it antivert, one of the side effects is drowsiness, obviously tiredness, headache, blurry vision. I already had a blurry vision because um, I couldn't see well because my eyes were not focusing correctly. So they made it a little bit worse. Dry mouth. I didn't encounter that. But the big one that I did encounter was the damn constipation. Those who have been taking meclizine know <laughs> that it makes you hard like a rock. I was so constipated. It was so constipated. It was so bad that every time I had to go to the bathroom, I'm sorry, I know this is TMI. I was like, Ugh, I have to sit now and wait because it was so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, when I went to see my doctor on Thursday, I went to see him. And I explained to him the situation that I have I have gone to the hospital twice already. I brought in my discharge paperwork from both hospitals. Um, that I have been 
to the hospital twice because I was getting this dizzy, this dizzy spells, like bad, you know, it was 24-7. And I remember talking to him about it. So he looks at me and he laughs and he say, you went to the hospital for this? Are you serious? And I looked at him back and the professional the professional self in me was like, yes, I did. But inside, I was cursing him out. I'm, I'm, I was like, are you seriously talking to me this way? When I'm here as a patient seeking your help, you make me feel like this. Like it's wrong that I went to the hospital for something like this. Thinking that I had a stroke this whole time because I couldn't see well and focus my eyes. And you're making me feel like this. And I've been your patient for two years already. You know, but I didn't say anything. I swallowed my words because I'm a, I'm a polite person. I was raised correctly. I'm like, yes, I did went to the hospital twice. <laughs> so he checked my ears. He cleaned them out a little bit. Um, and he said, um, okay, so let's go get an, an a, a hearing test. I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, I have no tinnitus or tinnitus, how people call it, tinnitus, tinnitus. Why are we getting a hearing test? I didn't ask him. Um, I'm a doctor. I'm a chiropractor, so I like to ask a lot of questions. But when I'm a patient, I just forget about all these things, especially when I'm in in this fight or flight mode that I just want to get answers. So he has an audiologist doctor there. So they set me up in this machine. That's like a like a like a tank. It looks like a water tank, um, and it's soundproofed, right? So the audiologist doctor, a really nice man with his assistant, tells me, okay, this is what we're going to do. Really polite, young person like my age, like in his 30s, like myself. Um, explains to me every single detail that he's going to do. We're going to give you some headphones. If you feel uncomfortable, press this button. Um, and on this other hand, just let me know um, if it's uncomfortable too. I think it was a button on the floor to press. If it was yeah, a button on the floor to press if it was uncomfortable, and a left hand button timer like a button buzzer, and my right hand I had another one. So the thing is, whatever you hear on your left side, click it with the left hand. If you hear anything on the right side, click it with your right hand. So the room is completely soundproof. So they put these earphones on you, and it's like beeping noise first, like beep beep, beep, and then you click, click, click wherever you hear it at different frequencies. Then after the second part of it is him telling words, like regular side, sight words, F- telephone, dog, house, far, like regular words that you're able to pronounce. Same thing, press it on the left if you hear it on the left, press it on the right if you hear it on the right, and repeat it. Um, so I would press it with my left hand if I heard it on the right and repeat the word house, you know, because he wanted to make sure that you were just not pressing just to, um, press the button. So you had to repeat the word. So after I was done, he said, okay, you passed the hearing test with flying colors. Your hearing is perfectly fine. You heard almost every single one. This is completely normal. So I go back to the ENT doctor's office because it's the same building, same office, they work together. So he goes, okay, so 
the hearing was what was great, but in my mind, I was like, are you going to tell me why you sent me for a hearing test or are we just going to leave it at that? But he goes, so we didn't find anything with your hearing. Let's schedule you for ENG, VNG test. Those who have has had those who have had this test in the past know what it is, which I will talk about it on my next episode. Um, and then we'll schedule you for that. You'll come back and then we'll talk. I was like, okay. So I walked out to the receptionist and I had to schedule that test. And it took, he said, she, the lady looks at me and says the next test is in a month, a month and a half. And that's like at the end of January. And I'm looking at myself and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, what the hell I'm going to do like this for a month and a half? He let me go with no medicine, no idea what to do, no nothing, not even a potential diagnosis. I look at the receptionist and tell her, that's it. Just make an appointment for a month and a half and that's it. No medication, no nothing that might help me at least to wait for a month and a half because the hospital gave me meclizine or antivert and I only have two pills left and they told me to follow up with him. Is he not going to refill my prescription for this? Because I can't be like this until a month and a half. So the receptionist tells me, let me go back there and ask him because I am not sure. I was like, okay. So I waited in the waiting room and she comes back. She goes, okay, so your pharmacy is such and such. I'm like, yes. Okay, we we sent we just sent it over. I'm like, okay. So when went to pick up my medication, um, like I said before, driving, I had no symptoms. I was perfectly fine driving. Um, I love to go in a car ride or drive because I feel like almost normal. So I went to pick up my medicine and um, this was before Christmas. So the pharmacy was packed because it's a big, big store that has a pharmacy and a little supermarket all together. So it was packed. So I had to wait in line because they, oh, they were also cashing out in the pharmacy section. Um, I got my pills. I came back home. Um, my husband, this whole time, he was cooking, helping me out in the house, make sure I didn't strain myself and create like another episode. So he uh, he said, just take a shower, um, take your medicine, eat, take your medicine and go to sleep. And that's what I did during this whole time. I was sleeping approximately like 10 hours a night. I would go to bed like eight or nine o'clock and not wake up until like eight o'clock the next day. So, okay, so I went to work on a Friday and I work in a multidisciplinary practice, meaning we have physical therapy, acupuncture, medical doctor and myself. So the medical doctor was asking me, so how did your appointment went? And I explained to him, he goes, you know what? If I were you, I would look for a second opinion. I'm like, yes, right? Thank you. But I don't know anybody else because I've been going to this doctor for the longest time to get my ears clean. And I liked him. He's a really nice man. But what he did was not acceptable because I explained to the medical doctor how he treated me and what he did. 
So he goes, here, why don't you go to mine, the one that I go to? So he gave me this other doctor's name. And he goes, try to call. You never know. So I called. And that was a Friday. They gave me an appointment for Monday morning. I didn't have to wait that long. So I remember calling. And my insurance, my insurance changed at that time. And he took my insurance. I was like, yes. So um, I made an appointment for Monday. During the weekend, obviously, I couldn't do much. I was not feeling great. Everything was still sparkly, staticky. I walked and I felt like I was walking in a trampoline, like bouncy. I couldn't focus my eyes. I remember that weekend, my husband, my mom comes over to visit me with my grandma. And my husband says, oh, let's go to this store. It's called, it's it's like a Christmas store here where I live, but it's not a Christmas store. It's just like a huge warehouse where, where they sell everything. But it's Christmas type of things. But they also sell like um, plates, cups, like really nice store. But at that time, it was Christmas decorations and all this stuff. And like I said, it was almost Christmas time. It was like a week before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas. So I was like, okay. So we all go. My mom, my grandma, my husband our son and I, I'm sitting in the back seat because my grandma was sitting in the front because my grandma is a little, is older. Um, and I was fine in the back seat. I was having fun, like sitting in the car, looking out the window. I was excited. I was like a little dog when <laughs> they take for a car ride. Um, once we get to this big mall where they have the store, we park. My mom and my husband and our son walk in the front. And my grandma, obviously, since she's older and she's had two knee replacements, walks a little bit slow. So I told my mom, I'll walk with my grandma. That's fine. So my grandma, the whole time, was holding my arm like my arm was inside her arm because she was afraid something might happen to me, um, which was sweet. So we were walking and talking. And I was walking at her pace. And she's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm good. Um, I'm okay. It's just... It doesn't bother me as much when I'm doing, like, when I'm walking, I can say. It will still feel bouncy and weird, but not as much as spinning, because I never had that spinning sensation. So I remember going to this big Christmas store, and it was so nice, because they had Christmas tree, ornaments, elves. They have everything in there. If if you couldn't find anything there, you're not going to find it anywhere. So... It was packed, that place, loaded with people. Um, I remember walking to, like, the home, um, not decoration area, but, like, furniture area. They had this big wall of carpets and rugs and um, this entertainment station that I need. We needed for our new place. And they had it there for, like, $75, a nice wooden one. It was, like, gray, like, barnyard doors. It was amazing. And I remember telling my mom, ooh, I like this one. And when I say, ooh, I like this one, I had to close my eyes, look down, hold my forehead with my hands. And my mom and my grandma, are you okay? I'm like, no. I got dizzy there. Like every time I change my eyesight, like to the left, to the right, or up and down, I would get that warping sensation in my forehead when my eyes would get all crossed. And I couldn't focus or see clearly, which was the worst feeling ever. But I stuck through it. We were there for like almost an hour. 
because we went through every aisle. Um, but I stuck through it. I put my big girl pants on, walked around, make sure my son was having fun looking at everything. Um, so coming back home that day, I was exhausted. My body felt like it ran the New York City Marathon. <laughs> Um, I took a shower, they went back to where they live, and I just went to sleep. My appointment with my new ENT doctor was at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I remember waking up that Monday, 6 o'clock sharp. <laughs> Even though I took the meclizine, I woke up 6 o'clock sharp. I go over there, um, obviously fill out the paperwork and all that, and... This doctor was pretty young. He was like in his, he's like in his four, like late thirties, early forties. Um, so he asked me the whole thing, the health history, what's going on, what happened, why did you go to the hospital twice? Gave him my the copies of um, the hospital paperwork from both hospitals because I took copies for them. I have the originals, but I gave them copies. Um, he checked my ears. He checked my sinuses. He stuck a tube. He numbed my nasal canal, like my nose canals. He numbed it with a spray all the way down to my throat and shoved the tube up my nose, down my throat. <laughs> um, the reason why he did it is because I told him that I've noticed that for the, for the past month, because my first episode was in November and my second one was in December and was still... And this was still December when I saw him. I've been having like a pressure in my forehead. But every morning when I wake up, I've been speeding up, spitting up um, like brown bloody mucus out. Like I feel congested up in my head, but nothing is coming out just in the mornings. And I've been having like, like a lot of post-nasal drip. Because I do suffer from chronic sinus infections. Like I get them every now and then when the season changes. But this was like stuck in my head. Like I, I feel the pressure in my cheekbones, feel the pressure in my um, um, my forehead, feel pressure sometimes in my jaw, in my mandible, and um, my maxilla. And my teeth would bother me every now and then, but the mucus wouldn't come out. So that's when he decided, let me check your sinuses by shoving up this tube all the way down to my throat. And I told him also that I noticed that my white blood cells were kind of high in both. The first time that I went to the hospital was high, but in the second time it was a lot higher. Um, so he checked it. He goes, I don't see anything. Um, it looks clear. It looks clear to me. Your ears are look clear. You have no liquid, no nothing in your ears, no infection. Um, so he is a otologist. Those who know what an otologist is, is a doctor who specializes in ear disorders, inner ear, external, and all that. He has a fellowship in um, vestibular disorders, too. So, I'm sorry, not vestibular disorders. He has a fellowship in, in otology, which they specialize in vestibular disorders, which I didn't know at the time. I just took him because he was close to where I live, and he took my insurance. So, he says... Let's schedule you with the audiologist. I just want to make sure that nothing else is going on. But I think I have an idea what you might have. But this is the first step. I told them, okay, at least you're telling me what's going on. Because I even told them what the other doctor said. And he laughed at me and all that. He goes, no, 
this is no joke so let's get you another hearing test um and we'll take it from there i was like okay so he takes me to the audiologist she's a female young doctor too um the same thing big fish tank where i sit in there with um clickers on my hands same thing like uh, frequency sounds and then the words and you have to repeat them and click went through it went through the whole ordeal ordeal again the same thing she said your hearing is perfectly fine i don't see no abnormalities in your hearing your hearing is great and if you ask my receptionist she will say that i hear too much <laughs> but anyways um so the doc the audiologist takes me back to the ent's um room where i was seeing him and he tells me well your hearing is great that's good i was like oh yeah that's great, I know, but what's going on with me? <laughs> he goes, well, for me to tell you exactly what's going on with you, I have to schedule you an ENG, VNG test. And I told him, look, that was the test that the doctor, the other doctor wanted to do, but it's a month and a half from now. He goes, no, we can do this in two days. The next two days, I can schedule that for you. And I was like, what? Really? In two days? He goes, yeah. This wasn't Monday. He goes, we can schedule it on a Wednesday morning if you want. I'm like, sure, I'll take that. Um, so we scheduled that. It was at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, it was not a Wednesday. A Thursday. Thursday morning. At 8 o'clock in the morning. So I was excited for that. He tells me, I think what you might have could be, he goes, I think what you might have is vestibular migraines. And I'm like looking at him and what? Vestibular migraines? I've never had a history of headaches. I never suffered just one simple headache in my life. He goes, oh, but you can have silent migraines with no headaches at all. And I was like, what? How is that even possible? He goes, yeah, um, this looks like that you have is vestibular migraines because all the symptoms fit. But for me to make sure, we have to do an ENG, VNG test. I was like, oh, man. Okay, so he gives me prednisone. He prescribes me prednisone and nasal spray and told me to stop meclizin. He goes, today you will stop meclizin like two minutes ago. I don't want you taking meclizin anymore. And I was like, oh my God, are you, are you, freaking, are you freaking kidding me? He goes, no, you're not going to take it no more. And that bottle that you have with meclizin pills you're going to not take them. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, no. What if I get another attack? He goes, by you taking this medication, it is making you not to work at your full potential. Meaning, the meclizin is like a crutch for your vestibular system. You're not letting your vestibular system realign itself again. I was like, oh God. I'm like, okay. So I remember calling my mom crying. I was like, no, I'm a vestibular migraine. Oh, my God. I called my family in Puerto Rico. This is what I have, vestibular migraine. I don't even know what it is. So guess what I did? I started researching vestibular migraines. <laughs> what I found, I was not happy. Everything that I found was bad news. You're never going to get better. I've been having vestibular migraines for 15, 20 years, been dizzy 24-7. Um, I've read articles about symptoms of vestibular migraine, and some of them 
like if if there were like 10 symptoms out of the 10 symptoms I had I didn't have vertigo I just had like lightheadedness um blurry vision I had a little bit of derealization um what was the other thing uh oh I forget the word sometimes um didn't have I did ha didn't have headaches I just had neck pain because um of trying to focus my eyes a lot but I'll in another episode I'll explain about the symptoms and how they all interconnect so I didn't have a lot of the symptoms of vestibular migraine which was weird to me but then I started dwelling down into those deep deep dark hole where you think oh my god I think I have it oh my god what if I never get better and this is when my anxiety started to peak up. I never suffered from anxiety, but since I had the situation, I, my anxiety start went to like from zero to a hundred. And I will tell my husband, I've been reading this. I could read at a certain point because my eyes wouldn't focus well, but when I could, I would read like every bits and pieces here and there, or I'll, I'll make him read it for me. So I remember telling him, oh my God, I read these articles about vestibular migraine. People even take disability for this. How is that even possible? I went to school to become a doctor and now I have to to uh, be like this forever. Maybe have a disability, maybe be disabled. How is, that, is this even possible? Why me, right? So the question always that we get is why me? You start comparing yourself to your friends at the same age as you, doing the same thing as you, like, why me? Like, you look at yourself in the mirror and you think about all this stuff or you look at your old pictures when you were healthy, quote-unquote healthy, right? And you think, like, oh, my God, I wish I was like that all over again. I wish I can turn back time. And why me? I remember telling that constantly, like, why me? Like, I did everything right. I ate healthy. Um, I worked out. I did everything right. Like, why do I have to get this? Um, and at that time, I was going down a deep hole because um, Google was not my friend. <laughs> but let me tell you this: I don't do, I don't use WebMD or Wikipedia. I was looking like, like published articles. I was looking at. Um, what's it called, Mayo Clinic, John Hopkins, all this stuff, like people who who know what they're talking about, right? So I was like, oh my God, I was remember watching this video, this girl, I was diagnosed with vestibular migraine. I'm in the wheelchair and I was like, what? I am not going to be in a wheelchair. And then when I started crying, I will cry almost every morning, like I said before, every night going to work. And I used to pray to God, like, please God, just I just want to feel... 50% better. I'll just take the 50%. I don't care. I just want to feel 50% better so I can give my family everything, so I can give my son everything. And um, that's when I decided, you know what, let me, let me start looking into support groups or something because this is too much. You know, um, I joined the vestibular support group, no, vestibular disorder, vestibular, what's it called? Vestibular disorder support group on Facebook. Um, and I started writing stuff like, oh, my name is such and such. I've been having these symptoms and stuff like that. And then you have people that are really nice 
that they will say, like all the people that are nice, don't get me wrong, but they'll always have people tell you, you can do this, you can do that, um, keep positive. I've been battling this for some five, three, two, like one year, two years, five years, 10 years, and it does get better. Just keep your chin up. And then you also have the people that are like, I've been having this for 16 years with no luck and changing symptoms. And it's like, <sighs> okay. Like I'm currently at 80, 90% at the moment feeling better. And every now and then I keep, I keep, I'm still in those um, support groups because I don't want to leave them. I want to help people as much as I can. But I still every now and then read comments like that. And it kicks a little anxiety to me because I was like, oh, man, I remember how I felt. So I can't imagine how new people might feel. Um, but I remember reading these support groups and there was people that are really, really nice that always tell nice things to be. Keep your head up. Don't give up. Keep moving. Um, it will get better, you know. And I kept seeing people, right? It will get better. It will get better. And in my mind, it's like, when it's going to get better? It's been a month. Maybe it's going to be three months. Maybe it's going to be five months. Um, time will tell. I just hope it's not more than a year. <laughs> and guess what? It's been a year. Um, but it has been getting better. I have been working hard this week. Um, I'm not currently at a 90% this week. This week I feel like a 65, 70%. I have a lot of, um, um, forgetting words. Um, I have a lot of, uh, a little bit of blurry vision this week. Um, pressure in my eyes and I feel like my eyes are warping a little bit this week. So, um, it's been a little hard week for me, but I'm getting there, you know? So next episode, we will talk about when I got my ENG VNG test. The ENG VNG test, you know, those who have had it is to diagnose you with what type of vestibular disorder you might have. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, but those who are listening to me, to this podcast, I appreciate the support. I'm here to help everyone out. Any questions that you guys might have in regards to vestibular disorders or what am I doing with my life or how did I got better, which we'll talk about that in future episodes. If you have any questions for me, you can reach me and you can follow me at The Spinning Chronicles and Instagram, which is the underscore spinning underscore chronicles in Instagram. I'm also in the vestibular disorder support group and Facebook and vestibular vestibular hope support group and Facebook. Okay. So I hope everybody liked this episode. I will record another one next week. God willing to see how am I feeling next week. And there we will talk about my ENG VNG. So thank you for listening and keep subscribe to my channel or station one of those two <laughs> I can I don't know how to say it if it's channel or a station but it's one of those two just subscribe um, because you will get your notifications so you can listen to future episodes when they come out new okay so I appreciate everybody who is listening from the United States Puerto Rico um, I saw that people listening from Malaysia Singapore um, Greece 
Um, I think Russia was there too. So I appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. Um, like I said, if you have any questions, you can reach me at the underscore spinning chronic spinning underscore chronicles on Instagram, or you can send me a message right through here through whatever um, station you're listening to. Okay. Those who is morning time, have a great day. Those who are evening time, have a great evening. And I'll record another episode and hope for you guys to tune in next week. Bye.